Business, president of the Octan Corporation and the world. Let's take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget, Taco Tuesday's coming next week. That's the day every rule-following citizen gets a free taco and my love! Have a great day, everybody! everybody. Welcome to episode, I believe it's 13 of the Filmotomy podcast. Now, technically, if you throw in bonus episodes, we're beyond that. But for the sake of the numbered episodes, we are on lucky number 13. And it seems just perfect because we're going to be making our predictions for the above the line Oscar nominations, which will be out on Tuesday morning. And then we'll, but we'll, we'll do that last. We'll be starting with our reactions to the Directors Guild Awards last night, and then we'll also be making our predictions for the Screen Actors. Producers. Producers. Oh, I was, I'm sorry. Producers You're right. Guild. Yes. The, Producers Guild. The Producers Guild Awards. Yes. Jeez, my mind is all scrambled. Um, <laughs> and all right. So let's first introduce ourselves. So I am your host, Big Al Robinson, aka the Lift Man, and. Um, all right, who wants to introduce themselves next? Okay, I'll go. I'm uh, Robin Wright uh, of Filmotomy.com. Um, and obviously, no, I don't class myself as a founder, but you guys who you're going to be hearing now are kind of running the show at the minute. So, great job. Thank you. I'm uh, Matt St. Clair, a contributor to Filmotomy. <laughs> I'm B. And I write for the site. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, hi guys, my name's Joel Melendez. I'm a small contributor for filmotomy.com. And you can find me on Twitter uh, by the username joem underscore 136. All right, so as I uh, was introducing, um, the uh, Producers Guild Awards were last night. And they had three main awards, one for Best Documentary, one for Best Animated Feature, and then one, of course, for Best Picture. And so uh, they uh, announced, of course, the winner for Best Documentary was Jane, about Jane Goodall. Best mm. Animated Feature was Coco, the one from Pixar. And, of course, the big one that uh, we are all highly anticipating was for best picture and that went to the shape of water so where yeah. should we start 
first. We, why don't we start with Jane? Do we have any opinions? Has any of us seen it? No. Uh, no, I haven't uh, seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah, me neither. I don't, I don't watch documentaries. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not willing. Well, I actually do watch quite a lot of jo- documentaries, but I've missed that one off my list. Uh, but I'm surprised to not see anything about LA-92 on there. Yeah. Which was about the, uh, you know, the LA riots, which was a really good documentary. And I don't, I think maybe because it came out at the beginning of the year, it's perhaps got lost. But that that is certainly a documentary that I really recommend. So it's a shame that that's not really been, you know, getting any attention. So I thought it would, especially considering how relevant it still is. Um, yeah. You know what with Black Lives Matter and everything going on, so yeah, it's it's, it's quite quite a shame. But I do want to see Jane as well, so I'll add that to my list. Well, now um, it LA ninety two has been on the short list for the documentary, and I I'm predicting it to get nominated for the Oscars. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, it was it's a really moving documentary i don't often well i don't often cry at documentaries but i had to stop it and uh, you know uh halfway through and uh, sort of go grab some tissues because i was just in tears so anything that makes me cry is actually really really good in my book <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now, although um, we're still thinking that Faces Places is is still the front runner for best documentary at the Oscars, mm, mm. I think I think Jane is, but it, mm. it's, it's, I think it's between those two. Yeah, I feel like maybe um, Jane would get more attention with sort of just just because it's you. Know, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like it's kind of one of those relevant sort of in the moment type of things. So I don't really know. It's really hard when it comes to documentary because they, you know, they don't really get talked about as much compared to sort of like the, the best pictures, you know, or act, you know, the best film for, you know, nominated for screenplays or such. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is is how this year compares to last year, because, you know, last year, of course, had 13th, and it had the OJ Made in America, which I still mm. contest was a TV show, not a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, how long was that? Five episodes, and they were an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it was like seven <laughs> and a half hours or something. Yeah, that's quite a, quite a long documentary, but... It is, it is really good. I really recommend that. I I watched that. I like binge watched that. It was like, oh my gosh, in one day. Wow. <laughs> I know. That would actually be good coupled with LA 92. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, actually, that's why I watched it because I watched LA 92 and then I thought, oh, okay. I don't really know much about the OJ thing because I was really small. I was only a little child when that all happened. Uh, so it was a really good sort of comparison between the two. So I, mm-hmm. do, I think it got a really good double billing. Okay. Well, does anybody else uh, want to say anything about uh, the documentary? 
I heard a rumor that apparently James and uh, City of Ghosts are the those are the two favorites to win apparently, but they aren't as loved as we think in the academy. That's what I heard last. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I keep thinking faces places because that was what Agnes Barda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she's like what ninety or something. Hmm. I think, or maybe I'm off, but I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, she, she just seems like she's so beloved, you know, and the way that uh, Gary Oldman is, you know, kind of had a long career, and it seems like it's going to go his way too. But that will be remaining to see, and of course, we'll talk about that for the Screen Actors Guild. Um, yeah, all right. yeah, she's, she's beloved now, but she wasn't beloved in 1985, was she, in the 60s? So, not... Yeah, it's a bit, bit late, I think. Yeah. Well, I say better late than never, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, turn our attention then to the winner for best animated feature, which was Coco. Now, I, I mean, this comes as no surprise, right? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. yeah, considering, like, what it was going up against, it was, like, the boss baby and <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> the Despicable Me film, and it's just, like, None of those films have anything that's unique. They don't even look, you know, as good as Coco. So, uh, and although I kind of wanted a bit of love for the Lego Batman movie, because <laughs> it's just hilarious. But I, you know, I guess it, we've already had the Lego movie. It didn't really sort of expand on on that any anymore. So, right, uh, yeah. No. Well, plus the fact that the first Lego movie got snubbed at the Oscars, mm. which I'm still a little mad about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did yeah. it get snubbed? Does anyone sort of, like, know? Is it because they just hate Lego? Did someone tread on a piece of Lego and that's kind of <laughs> they, left? They, they probably didn't play with Legos when they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, I... too many pieces. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because that movie made a lot of money, and it had a bu- bunch of big stars in it. And, I mean, even the animation was terrific, too. So, okay. yeah, it, it's shocking. And But, you know, I think part of the problem this year with the Lego Batman movie is, is because they put out two of them with Lego Ninjago. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that I'd been out yet. Yeah, uh, so it, it might get lost in the shuffle because they won't know which one to even pick. Yeah. yeah, the original Lego was was weird because 2014 was was a big snub year for many, many categories. Um, they, they made a big deal out of the Lego thing as well in the actual show, didn't they? With the Lego Oscars, the performance of the song. I don't know if that was like they were feeling bad. But going back to the documentary as well, they didn't they didn't nominate if you remember Life itself. Oh, um, right. e- the film about eBay. In hindsight, Life Life itself getting left out isn't too surprising because it's a film about a guy who probably trashed some of their movies. <laughs> so that was that was probably just a giant middle finger to him. Oh yeah. That's awful though. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame. Yeah. That was just my so, theory. Well if you yeah. want to win an Oscar, don't make a film that involves Lego and don't make a <laughs> film that that you know deals with film critics. There you well, go. Well Next year, what we need is the Lego Boss Baby. Uh, oh, no. No. 
<laughs> all about United Donald Trump. Trump. Don't you dare. There's, 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 like, there's a studio executive listening to this going, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Lego boss baby. <laughs> Lego film critic. <laughs> you should copy the, write that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the big award, the one that we were really tuning in for anyway, and that, of course, was for Best Picture. And this year there was 11 nominees. And before we talk about The Shape of Water being the winner, what were you guys predicting? The Shape of Water. Um, I was actually thinking perhaps they would go with Wonder Woman or Lady Bird. Now, here... I know that, like, hear, him, hear me out, but I'm thinking because there was all that sort of hoo-ha about, you know, um, sort of you know, the issues with, like, women get it, get ignored, you know, with uh, Natalie Portman sort of going, oh, here are the nom- best-nominated male directors. I thought maybe they would, like, ooh, uh, you know, let's quickly get, you know, Ladybird or or sort of Wonder Woman in there. I know it's obviously for the producers, but it could could have been sort of maybe a, a little bit of an apology to them, like sorry guys, Here, you know, please don't hate us, sort of thing. Yeah, the, the producers yeah. are not really very political, though. But no, that's true. Yeah, but when you look at Wonder Woman getting in, it's not that they didn't deserve it. And like recently, mm. Star Trek, Star Trek got in a few years ago, you know. So they're not really. I don't think they're looking to send a message as such. But yeah, I think in any another guild, or well, certainly the Academy, uh, mm. have plenty of chips on their shoulders. So I think the PGA is a little bit, a little bit open, aren't they? A little bit more open, I think. Yeah. Although I do feel like <clears throat> the producers of Wonder Woman have done a great job. Oh yeah. I mean. Yeah. Whenever you see a DC movie, there is like a collective groan in in the audience. You're just like, oh no! But they've actually managed to get something that was just as good as Marvel is, if not better. So, you know, hats off to them. They kind of saved saved that franchise. I don't know for how much longer, but. Yeah, I, I am happy that there's at least one DC movie I can sort of be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. actually didn't predict anyone to win, so oh, sorry, really? guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that way you can't I, I be was, wrong, right? Yeah, I was, I was, you know, uh, uh, on the watch for who the winner was, but really, I, I didn't bother to to predict anyone. So. So, yeah. Gotcha. Now, Robin, were you actually predicting Dunkirk, or was that just your no guts, no glory? Um, it was. It was both, uh, uh, and I think the. I know people. I don't know how I look on the internet when I talk about Dunkirk. Uh, people must think he's he's got to let it go. Um, and I am on the verge. I am on the verge of letting it go and changing what I think will win at the Oscars. and But the PGA, I just thought if it's... It's not a great indicator, I don't think, but um, I think once the DGA comes in, um, well, even Tuesday, if, if Nolan isn't nominated for Best Director, 
I was going to say I may let it go then, but I have my own theory as to what would happen um, if he doesn't. So, yeah, I'm still, it's still my number one. Uh, but I am on the verge of, you know, thinking, is it going to be one of the other four? But the votes are split between the other four so heavily that it's, it's so difficult to pick. Mm-hmm. But I'll come to that. When we get to the Oscars, I'll obviously talk about that a bit more. But okay. It's a really, it's it's the weirdest race I've ever followed in twenty odd years. So, you know, it's it's almost impossible to know who's voting for what. Right. Although, you know, I I have a I have a feeling that everything's going to start coming into focus a lot more um, very soon. Because, okay, so let's talk about the Shape of Water. So, Shape of Water won last night, and I I think most people are not that surprised. Um, I feel like, you know, since Guillermo del Toro has just won the last two major precursor awards for director, you know, the fact that it might actually be um, del Toro and The Shape of Water winning for both director and picture this year, because I feel like Guillermo is going to win the DGA, and we know for sure he's getting nominated for Best Director and that... The Shape of Water is getting nominated for Best Picture, plus the fact that it's probably going to pick up even more Oscar nominations than Dunkirk, although I bet it's going to be really close. Um, the The only thing that I can see, like, for instance, well, actually, you know what? No, because I got to take that back, because the one advantage that uh, Shape of Water has is the acting categories that Dunkirk is probably not going to pick up any along with um, Shape of Water might get in for Best Original Screenplay, and it still remains to be seen since the WGA completely ignored Dunkirk. I don't think it's getting in there. The actual screenplay for Dunkirk is like 40 pages or something. It's it's really short. I mean, there's not really much writing there. So And character development, there's not really much going on really there, whereas I feel The Shape of Water is far more superior in in that respect. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you, what did you think of The Shape of Water be? I'm going to confess and say that I haven't actually watched it yet, but I have read the screenplay. Okay. So, uh, which is kind of, I know, it's kind of spoiling it for me somewhat, but I, I haven't had a chance to get around to seeing it just because there's so many movies that have come out and I just... Yeah, uh, the last time I got to go and see a film was The Darkest Hour. Oh, Darkest Hour. So it was kind of like, do I see that one or do I see The Shape of Water? You know, it was a really hard choice because I'm a huge Gary Oldman fan. So had to had to go with Darkest Hour. Can't blame you for that. I mean, I, I definitely want to see both. I, I got to confess, I, I still haven't seen The Shape of Water either. I love The Shape of Water. I've heard it's really good. I've from I've not heard anyone saying anything negative about it. Whereas with Dunkirk, I mean, I love Dunkirk. I think it was my best film uh, for twenty seventeen. But a lot of people didn't really respond to it in the best of ways. So I think whereas The Shape of Water, it's I won't say a more family fun film. But it's more of a, it might be a better film for people who want a bit more sort of, mm. uh, 
you nothing nothing too heavy whereas dunkirk is very sort of it's like being strapped into a roller coaster and then thrown into the water <laughs> and it's sort of like then told the roller coaster's broken so you've got to make your way back to land so good luck with that <laughs> Yeah, the closest comparison I would have with that, once you said roller coaster, and my immediate reaction uh, to this this film I'm about about to mention is the same thing. I said roller coaster, and that was gravity. And I felt like Mm. gravity and Dunkirk are kind of on the same wavelength when it comes to that kind of experiential viewing. You know, it doesn't rely too heavily on the dialogue. It relies more on the visuals. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the, the sheer storytelling that way. Yeah, exactly. I think it's one of those films that the best experience is watching it on the big screen. I think it will get sort of lost in, in scale watching it at home, whereas I feel like with The Shape of Water, it's one of those films that you will still, you know, be able to watch it, whether it's at home or in the cinema. You're, it's still one of those films that's not going to sort of lose its impact really you know watching it you know on an airplane maybe or you know sort of traveling you'll still be able to enjoy it whereas can you sort of imagine watching Dunkirk on on your laptop whilst you're like 20,000 feet up in the air right that would work work quite well I think Um, (laughs) well it might Spitfire, a spit, you know, yeah, play. in a Spitfire, maybe. Put yourself in Tom Hardy's place. Oh gosh, no! I think that, that's that's a good way of, of putting it. Actually, with the, with the Shape of Water, of the five films that can win Best Picture now, uh, that 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 film gives them like the biggest hug. Um, and it's not as cold. Even Ladybird is a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit distant. Not not just if you've not got a, if you're not a girl and you don't have a daughter or a mother. But I think it's a little. It can be a little bit distancing. And I think Shape of Water is the one you embrace the most potentially. Yeah. I think that looks like where it's going now. I think because the Shape of Water is the least hated, as you said, B. I think that's the reason why I now have it in front to win Best Picture because as films like recent best picture winners like spotlight and moonlight have shown you can't you can't be divisive mm. as and it and it's not as divisive as another film that i probably won't mention just <laughs> that will probably be coming up when we talk sag <laughs> probably yeah we'll say that for later yeah well um are we ready to move on to sag or did we have any other opinions up for um pga well, I, I just want to say I, I had a feeling that The Shape of Water could win because a part of the film's campaign was that it had a very producer-friendly narrative because they made a huge deal out of the fact that it was a film that looked like it was made for like 30 or 40 million, but it was made for under 20 million. Yeah, wasn't it that, 19.5, I think? Somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite common. I feel like a lot of his films have a big budget look, but they're made for, you know, when you look at the, what they were actually made for, you're like, how did they pull that off? It's kind of like, I think Hellboy was made for like 20 million or something. And it's, 
it looks like a you know any other sort of Marvel big comic book movie. Yeah. So it's amazing how he does that. It's it's he's got some good producers, so uh, you know they can uh, sit, they must. I don't know how they do it. How they get the they must owe a lot of favors in in Hollywood <laughs> by now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on then to the Screen Actors Guild Awards. All right, so the first major category is male actor in a supporting role. And mm. so the five, wait, yeah, five nominees are Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes, Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, and Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Mm. All right, so uh, Matt, you're up first. Who do you got winning? Is there a way I can write in Army Hammer's name? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, uh, no. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, this is my my no guts, no glory prediction. But I'm going with Richard Jenkins. Ooh, nice. Huh. Well, because well, the thing is, I know Sam Rockwell. He's got the precursors on his side, but I think if he is hindered by a Woody Harrelson split, then I think that'll benefit Jenkins, who's in a, a film that's more that has more widespread support than Willem Dafoe's, because the Florida Project has become a Willem Dafoe or bus deal, and Steve Carell, he can just enjoy the champagne at the ceremony because he's not winning this. <laughs> so I, <laughs> right. and and much like much like Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins is a beloved actor's actor who was previously nominated for The Visitor, and he's also an Emmy, got an Emmy win under his belt. And and also in, uh, and also he shares almost all his scenes with uh, Sally Hawkins and in her, and S- Sally Hawkins' big Oscar clip where he's, where Jenkins is signing everything she's saying is that that's also his Oscar scene. So. Absolutely. All right, B. Um, I really want to go with Defoe, uh, just because I. I really loved him in the Florida Project. I, mean, I haven't seen him in sort of a comedy role before. I know he must have done some, but I can't. I don't think I've ever. I only know him really as the Green Goblin <laughs> <laughs> from from Spider Man. So I was yeah. like, back you know. to formula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a real. It was a real surprise to sort of see him in something that was... He really brought the human touch to the Florida Project. I think it's, it's just... I, I I love that film, so I would just give every award to it if I could. So, yeah, And I don't know. I haven't seen Battle of the Sexes, but I, I don't know. I don't really see Steve Carell as really that... I don't want to be horrible, but... Is he that really good as a serious actor? I mean, he's he's funny, but you know that's only in like Anchorman. He's yeah, he's good in that. He's really good in that. The, the shock for the Steve Carell really for me was that the Battle of the Sexes seemed like it was dead. So that's a surprise for me. Because huh. um, if he gets in, Emma Stone gets in, and that didn't happen. So he, he is like there, just you know, he's just there to enjoy the food. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Get get the goodie bag. Yeah, get the goodie bag. No oh. pressure of speeches. B, have yeah. you seen Foxcatcher? Uh no I haven't. But 
I the only reason I haven't seen it is because I, I watched a documentary about it and I got with actual sort of the live footage and everything and it, I just felt like I would be distracted by the fact that I've seen the real you know the real documentary footage I won't really buy into that it won't be the same character for me so it's kind of it is one of those films that I want to watch but I might have to wait a long time before I can sort of get around to it. Sure. He's he is to be great. Very good. Oh, so good. And hell, uh, Channing Tatum's great in that too. Yeah. But does That's he so take his clothes off? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Okay, well, you sold me. Okay. <laughs> I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> All right, Joel. Well, I have uh, the four winning tonight. I think it's his time to shine finally in the in the uh, the, te- the televised award. So let's hope for a win for him. And then Robin, um, I agree. I think Defoe is going to win. It, it feels it feels like when Mark Rylance won, and he was winning everything, and then he went really quiet, and everyone forgot about him, and then he still won the Oscar. So yes. I think I think Defoe's going to win. I'm more sure of him winning the Oscar than I am winning tonight. So even if Sam Rockwell wins, I still think Defoe's going to win the Oscar. So okay. Defoe for me. Defoe, definitely. Oh, man, you guys are convincing me that it's going to be Defoe. I was going to go with <laughs> Sam Rockwell, but you know what? I, I feel like maybe they are going to split the votes between Harrelson and Rockwell. So you know what? Screw it. I'm going with Defoe as well. All right, moving on to then female actress in a supporting role. We have Mary J. Blige from Mudbound, Hong Chow from Downsizing, Holly Hunter, The Big Sick, Allison Janney, I, Tanya, and Lori Metcalf, Ladybird. All right, Matt. I got Allison Janney. Me too. Yeah, me, me as well. I think a very strong, strong contender. I, I don't really see, I don't know how, I haven't seen Downsizing. But um, don't down downsizing. <laughs> don't. Um, yeah, I don't want to. So, uh, and I don't really feel. No one else on there is really screaming out to me. I haven't seen the big sick either. But so I would. It would have to be Allison. Okay. How about you, Joel? Uh, I have Larry Metcalf winning tonight. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think she will she will have the support of of the T V side too, so maybe mm. that helps. I I know Alison Jan is a T V legend. Yeah. I, I, I know but but I think tonight uh they I don't know, I they're, they're gonna push for Metcalf, you know. So let's see. Well, okay, just a quick question. Uh do any of you guys know so is it the Screen Actors Guild or is it SAG AFTRA who's voting tonight? Or who who picks the winners tonight? We do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I think SAG AFTRA, or, or you know, no, you know what? No, I think now it's just SAG AFTRA. You know, like, because that's yeah. theater people, that's people that do commercials, um, people, uh, you know. So I, ugh, it's hard because, you know, Joel, you're right. I mean, with the with the theater people and the TV people and everything, Lori Metcalf would stand a good chance. Hmm. But the fact that I think. Um, I, Tanya is hitting at the right time. I feel like if this is still Alice and Jenny's. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
Although I think Astra stands for uh, oh my god the the stunt uh, stunt people. I, I think that's that's what Astra is about. I don't know. Can someone confirm this? So it stands for uh, Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Oh, okay. So I'm wrong. Don't don't don't, don't hear me, people. <laughs> well, if it was going to be stunts, then you would think they would big it up for I, Tonya. So, because, uh, you know, there's quite a, a lot of stunt work in that, really. With there you go. I, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't thought about that. Yeah. I'm still going with Mecca. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on then to a male actor in a leading role. We have Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, James Franco, The Disaster Artist, ugh, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel, Esquire. Um, hmm. Hmm. Is everybody predicting Gary Oldman? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> my, my, heart says, my heart says Timothy Chalamet, but Gary Oldman. Yeah, this yeah. is the probably the easiest pick of the night, right? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely won't be Franco. It definitely won't be Franco. No. 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 That that would be really awkward. Yeah, can you imagine that? <laughs> well the applause is gonna be very dead if he does somehow win. Yeah. But I think if I think if anybody's gonna pull off an upset it'll probably be Daniel Kaluuya, just as our way to reward get out. I feel like they've kind of that boat has like now sailed. It's it, this. I don't know. I don't. I feel like it's not. It's not really. I mean, it would be nice because he's amazing in that film. He is that movie. But I feel. I think it's going to be Oldman. I just. I just feel it. Definitely. Yeah. What? What? What if if, if they write in Daniel Day Lewis and Daniel Day Lewis ends up winning tonight? <laughs> He just uh, shocker. What if he like you think it's Gary Oldman going up to to get the award, but it just turns out to be Day Lewis? He's just method acting. Yeah. How or, amazing or they, would that be? They open the envelope and it says Emma Stone La La Land. Bad joke. <laughs> All right, well, next up, female actor in a leading role, uh, Judy Dench, Victoria and Abdul, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, and Sir Sharonan, Ladybird. I got Frances McDormand, but watch out for Sir Sharonan or Margot Robbie. I just want to know why Judy Dench is on there. <laughs> that is a really bizarre. That's... Well, she's Judy Dench. Well, yeah, but. Why? Why not? Like <laughs> she's the Queen of England. Yeah. She... <laughs> Wait, I thought that was Helen Mirren. Yeah, okay. that was Helen, that's Helen Mirren. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, well, British. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't know why she's on there, but I think it's probably going to be Sally Hawkins. Oh, that's nice. Ah, that's a good prediction. I I have uh, Francis McDormand too, like like Matt, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. This, this race is so tough to predict. It, to any of the first four uh, women, except uh, uh, except Jody Dench, of course, uh, can win. Uh, I, I, we have a case for Margaret Robbie. We have a case for Susha Ronan. We have a, a great case for Sally Hawkins too. So so yeah, that, it's it's pretty difficult. I'm going with the trend. So so that's why I'm predicting McDermott. But any of those other three ladies uh, can win. I'm oh. uh, just wondering, uh, out of curiosity, um, are you surprised that there isn't anyone else who who should be on there? Because I really don't feel like Judy Dench. I don't. She's kind of sneaked her way on, but I, I'm just a bit surprised that there. You know, thought, uh, uh, yeah, Emma Stone. I thought Emma Stone yeah. might have just sneaked in. Emma Stone, mm-hmm. or even Jessica Chastain in Molly's Game. Yeah. Guys, Meryl Streep, hello. Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. You would think that she would be get, you know, maybe getting some attention. But... Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, she's an unknown actress. Oh, uh, right. She's new on the scene, you know. Oh. So <laughs> sounds sounds a bit overrated. <laughs> okay, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, oh fake, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> um. Margot Robbie. Mm. Um, I, I, she's been my number one for a while. And it yeah, used to be like, yeah. The I idiots. Cannot... The I idiots wonder toys. why. I wonder why. But now it's nothing, it's... nothing to do with, uh, you know, her role in Wolf of Wall Street or anything, is it? No. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a shot in the dark before, but now my, my, my silly prediction starting to have a bit of traction. I think the film's doing well. She's, she's uh, showing up everywhere. Uh, you know, maybe her name is the loudest one now. And I think with Alison Janney as well. So I'm going to stick by it. It's still a risk. But I think she's, I think she's going to be winning. She is right. really good in that, in, in that film. So I, I mean, that, I, that film has more momentum than anything else, I think. That's mm. not in that top five. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Frances McDormand. Um, just because, you know, like, she's in the film that has the most nominations. So, eh. What the heck? <laughs> Let's just give it to all of them apart from Judy Dench. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really feel like they should all win an award. Uh, uh, Judy Dench can just sort of like be there, you know, in the middle, like when you have your grandma to for the family photo. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. well, okay. You know, B, you were asking about who else could be in there. Now, I got to ask you, so what categories do you put these two actresses in, okay? Uh, um, Carrie Mulligan in Mudbound. Uh, oh, that's hard. Uh, best supporting actress? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. then, what's her name? Uh, Zoe... Zoe Kazan, yeah, from The Big Sick. I haven't... Oh, well, yeah, I would say lead, but I haven't seen The Big Sick, so I can't really... Well, I would have... I don't know whether... Is she good in it or not, really, because it's kind of hard to say. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I would go... I think Zoe Kazan could qualify in either kind of the way that... Um, Viola Davis from Fences. Oh yes, yeah. Where she's she's right on the, you know, the fence of going either lead or supporting, 
And then I guess, yeah, I, I would say that Carrie Mulligan's probably supporting. But then again, I, that, that whole cast is kind of supporting. Well, I'm, I, I don't want to sort of... I am a little bit surprised to see that there isn't very much diversity in the female actor leading role uh, sort of nominations. Um, because they all... Aside from sort of Margot Robbie um, and um, I can't pronounce the name, the, the lovely girl from Ladybird. How do you say her name? Sersha. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to call her Ladybird because that's the <laughs> name that she wants to go by. Uh, but apart from them, the other three actresses are quite sort of well known. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's a Judy Dench thing. I can't get over it. It's just <laughs> why is she there? <laughs> they could have used her role, uh, like her sort of. Oh, sorry. It's it's just one of those things. I'm I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I won't. I'll just be thinking why. Why, she <laughs> why yeah. did she win? Why did she win? <laughs> oh my gosh, she might win. Don't even jinx it. <laughs> now it's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. But I do. I don't know about you, but you sort of see that there's kind of there is a lack of diversity yeah. in there. I yeah. I don't know. It all seems a bit kind of not to sort of go on like uh, you know Oscar's so white, but I do feel like maybe there is uh, where are the sort of women of color going on there? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a tough. It's a tough one. We've had such a good year for acting. Uh, it's, it's really hard. To sort of. Yeah. I would just get. I'm just. This is the thing. I would just give awards to everyone, aside from Judy Dench. But you know. <laughs> Poor Judy. She's had enough. She's, she's had so many yeah. awards by now. So it's time for other people to get in on that. So I'm right. sure she'd be fine with it. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us then to the um, the acting ensemble, or as they call it, outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. And the five are being The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Mudbound, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I have Lady Bird. Hmm. Mm. Can, I, can I choose mine? Sure. Um... I'm going to pick Mudbound um, based on a nominated supporting act- actress as well, so they obviously like the film. It got in. It's not just a fifth wheel. And also the Don't Mind Netflix, because obviously they gave mm. the award to Idris Elba a few years ago, so it doesn't have that on its back. And it probably is the best ensemble of the five. So for me, it's Mudbound. I, I want to say Billboards, maybe. Um, but that's kind of, that really depends on whether, you know, um, Rockwell or, uh, Harrison win for, um, you know, supporting role, but it's kind of, I, I do feel like maybe Mudbound might, it's, it's really hard, it's quite a difficult one, really. I would like to see Get Out win, because, you know, that, the supporting cast really create the creep factor in that movie so yeah, my, I don't know 
Hidden figures, hidden figures won last year, and that that that's probably that would probably be more of a surprise than Mudbound winning this year, in my opinion. Mm. The hidden yeah. figures really wasn't too surprising. Well, it, it was admit, for the it, it was for the race. Yeah, yeah. I think his hidden hidden figures was most was made up of an array of prolific film and television actors, and the fact that it was peaking at the right moment, I think that was why it wasn't a huge uh, shocker for me. Yeah, I have uh, three billboards winning tonight, but I would love to Mothbound uh, winning. Uh, it's my favorite, it's my second favorite film of the year, uh, and it has a, an amazing cast. I, I talked about it in, in the last podcast, and they deserve it more than any of the other four nominees in, in this category. So, so yeah. Uh, but I'm predicting three billboards. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going with three billboards as, as well. Um, be, you know, and that's really only because The Shape of Water is not nominated here. Hmm. Um, which I still, I you know, I keep thinking, what does that mean for the Oscars? Because... You know the fact that La La Land didn't get an, a, uh, a SAG nomination for Ensemble, and it lost to Moonlight, which ironically lost to Hidden Figures. But the fact that 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 is, streak continues, then if The Shape of Water does win Best Picture at the Oscars, it will break the streak that we haven't seen since Braveheart won way back in the first year, back in 1995. Um, I, I, I do wonder about Mudbound only from the standpoint of it's the biggest cast. And sometimes I think that maybe they like that, you know, because it's a true ensemble. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I also look at this as like this is kind of the actor's version of best picture. And so if they're going by the best film and not necessarily the best acting then I feel like they're mo- they're more likely to pick something like Lady Bird or even Get Out, because um, I feel like overall those are still more beloved than Three Billboards. But I just keep mm. I don't know about Three Billboards is the biggest head scratcher of the year because you know I first it was loved and then it was hated. Now I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I got one last question about SAG for you guys. Do you guys think that the winners tonight will also be the winners, excluding the ensemble, but for the individual acting, will they be the same winners at the Oscars? Maybe. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, I, I have. I still have a question mark in, in lead actress. It's. It's. That's the tougher race of of, of the four. So. It, you know, I have my Dortmund, but it could be any of the other four ladies nominated, so... so yeah, yeah, my f- my four that I picked is probably going to be the same for the Oscars, so if they don't win, I probably still will stick with my original four, so it depends on that, really. But I think the four I picked will go on and win as okay. well. Well, before now we move on to our Oscar predictions, Matt, I want to ask you, um, sure. how much time do you have left? About... 20 minutes. Okay. Well, 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, so do we want to make... Um, do we? Why don't we let you just read your predictions in total first, so that way yeah. we can get them in there? Okay, so for which uh, 
So I'm thinking if we just want to cover, so like basically. So we're doing screenplay, and then the screenplay is then the acting, and then director, then picture. Yep. Okay. Okay. So original screenplay, I have The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. For adapted screenplay, uh, Call Me by Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game. Mudbound, and Wonder. For supporting actress, uh, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, Holly Hunter, The Big Sick, Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Lori Metcalf, Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. For supporting actor, I have Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Michael Stuhlbarg for Call Me By Your Name. Her actress, I have Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Uh, for actor, I have Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Tom Hanks, The Post, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, and Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. For a picture, I have Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water, Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Luca Guadagnino, Call Me By Your Name, Martin McDonough, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Jordan Peele for Get Out. And lastly, for picture, I have Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Get Out, I, Tanya, Lady Bird, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. You know, you got a lot of the same picks that I'm going to have. Huh. A uh, couple, couple exceptions, but uh, yeah, I think we're pretty close, actually. So, like, the screenplay categories then, does anybody see anything else jumping in? Um, I want to say um, Baba, maybe. Oh, that would be insane. I would love that. Oh, my Um, God. (laughs) I'm surprised that also Jennifer Lawrence hasn't had a nomination for her role as as mother, in Mother. (laughs) Yeah. Because I actually found that she helped. She really saved that movie. You know, if it had been anyone else in that role, I don't think it would have worked as as well so she really should be receiving more sort of credit for that so i feel kind of like she's been uh, i really like mother so i know that loads of people hated it but i've had some falling out with people over it so uh i have to you know it has to win something or else my sort of street cred loses as well so i yeah. It would be, I would like either screenplay or um, Jennifer Lawrence would be, would be nice. You know, I, I think more about the adapted screenplay, and mm. I, I feel like people are kind of discounting it a little this year, and I don't know why, because if you look back, there's actually a lot of good films that were adapted screenplays that I think people are either just forgetting about, or they're just only thinking about in terms of the Oscars, because... There was, think about this. So you had Taika Waititi's 
um, Thor Ragnarok, which was hilarious. There was James Mangold's Logan, which was brilliant. Mm. There was uh, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which followed absolutely nothing to do with the MCU. There was Wonder Woman. Um, you know, I mean, so in none of these have, I mean, the only one that's really been talked about is Logan, which it's possible that it gets in there as the fifth slot, but I don't see it happening because Wonder made so much, or, or I mean, Wonder was like, you know, mo- the more prestigious type of film. Well, I'm surprised that, uh, is it the Glass Castle hasn't really, res- I haven't actually seen the film. Um, but I love the book, so I'm surprised that that's not really, that seems to have just sort of disappeared altogether. I don't, I don't really know whether the film wasn't that, that good, but I thought perhaps it would receive at least something to do with sort of adapted screenplay, uh, Mm. because, but maybe, maybe it's just, the book is so sort of well known it's it's so good it's such a a moving tale that perhaps the film just didn't do it justice so uh and the academy probably haven't seen the film let alone read the book so well yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) Mm. the film isn't isn't that great anyhow oh is it not that's a real shame because when i was reading it uh, the book, I was just like, this would make such a good film, and then I found out that they were making a film, and I was like, oh, darn it, I wanted to wanted to make that. So. Yeah. Now, okay, I got one other one, I just thought of this, um, I still haven't seen the film, but, um, and I know it's been very divisive, but, and, and for Adapted, <laughs> what did you guys think of Star Wars? I liked it. <laughs> Uh, really, really, really long. <laughs> Just so long. Uh, you know, it was like uh, it kept stopping and then starting again. I felt like it was just a repeat of Return of the King, and I was just dying to get out uh, of of the screening. I was just thinking. I even stood up a couple of times, thinking the movie had finished, and and then everyone was just like sort of. Shh, sit back down type of thing so <laughs> so kind of I like just, the multiple endings of the of the lord of the rings the return yeah of the King. yeah exactly it's just like oh please uh, please let me go I, I need to i should have drank that super-sized uh coca-cola <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Billy Crystal said at the Oscars, didn't he, uh, when Lord of the Rings, he said, like, 11 nominations, one for each ending. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I'm going to just throw out a dark horse as well. Uh, Sofia Coppola could get in for The Beguiled. Don't don't mind it it off. Right. Yes, yeah. Um, Best director, perhaps, as well? Maybe? Mm. Not sure. Not sure. They do like her. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I think su- the. I don't know. I'm surprised Catherine Bigelow hasn't had more sort of buzz for oh. Detroit. Well, the, the biggest problem that people had with Detroit is that it was, um, an, you know, a black story told by a white filmmaker, you know, and like that to them just didn't, it rubbed them the wrong way. Um, and I, I don't know, I, 
it's such a can of worms, but I, 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 if I'm being honest, I don't have any problem with it. I felt like the film itself was really good and, and is being completely ignored. And I feel like someday it will get its due because I mean, she handled that film with a lot of care and yeah, it's gritty as shit, but that was kind of the point. I mean, that's what happened. And I mean, I don't get the whole like feeling like, you know, black stories have to be told by black filmmakers and white stories have to be told by white filmmakers. If you have a story to tell and you can do it justice, I don't see why it makes any difference what color your skin is. Exactly. I feel that's such a good point because it really shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be basing it off of, you know, a gender either, really. It should be um, your talent should match should shine through so you should be able to watch a film be like i i can't tell whether that's a, a male director or a female director it's you know there shouldn't for me you, it, you should just be able to enjoy a film without having to bring all the director's past into it you know i've sort of talked about woody allen here and roman polanski a little as well so it really should sort of separate you know the art from the artist type of thing Mm -hmm. but that's a whole different topic (laughs) (laughs) did you not pick christopher nolan for director i did not (gasps) (laughs) and i will explain why i'm gonna be i'm gonna bring you guys back to 2012 where we thought ben affleck and Catherine bigelow were were surefire bets to get nominated for Best Director. They were so sure that I think even those voters in the directing branch thought they were such sure things. And they, they, so they probably figured, ah, he's going to get nominated, nominated anyhow, and they ended up going with their own passion picks. <laughs> then, whoops, Ben Zeitlin gets in over Ben Affleck, and, and Michelle Hanukkah over Catherine Vigolo. So that's why I'm predicting Luca Guadagnino, who is whose film has become a a vocal passion pick from prolific directors. Is I think that's why he's gonna bulldoze his way out over Christopher Nolan. I feel Nobody else think Nolan won't get in. Well, I feel like Nolan's probably going to be uh, Dunkirk and Darkest Hour will be winning everything at the BAFTAs. So. And also, both those films are very British films. So I don't know how well they're going to connect with American audiences. I don't know. Well, what what do guys think here? Really, do you feel like? Well, <sighs> hmm. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like the Baftas, you know, I could see why. You know, a lot of the, the the British, you know, you got the British support on your side. Um, the thing that gets me, though, is the fact that back in 2010, they didn't nominate uh, Nolan for Inception, which, I mean, good God, that was a major fuck up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I love, yeah, Inception. That's really his, if you think, I, I think that's probably like his masterpiece really yeah so it's if that doesn't get them sort of excited i don't know what will (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, Matt, the only thing I'll challenge you on with having both Guadagnino and uh, Greta Gerwig nominated together is that, from what I've heard, is that both are the kinds of films where you don't pay attention to the direction. So it's sort of like, I don't want to use directionless, because that's not the right term. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not flashy. And I, I feel right. like the... The thing to do nowadays is to nominate mostly flashy directors. And, I mean, that's why, like, we see winners like Alejandro Inuritu and Alfonso Cuaron and Damien Chazelle. And um, I, if I was to pick between those two, I think Greta Gerwig has a better chance of getting in. Um, and, of course, yeah. Dunkirk is very flashy. Um, well, and- we, Nolan is an auteur. With those other directors you you've mentioned, they do have a distinct style. Right. You know, they're auteurs really with their their films. You can recognize them compared to you know other films that you know, came out. So yeah. I do, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say um, Gerwig um, as best director because it's her only feature you know, her first feature films. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if we see in how it, how she is in a couple of other feature films, she might, you know, cement herself as an author, maybe. Well, see, uh, here's the thing. Okay, so I've got two things um, that I'm going to say for reasons why I still have Greta Gerwig in. Mm-hmm. Is that, so in 1999... Um, American Beauty won Best Picture and Sam Mendes won Best Director and that was his first feature and then for this year the fact that uh, Greta Gerwig and and Jordan Peele were both nominated for the Directors Guild um, and usually they have at least four of the five that get nominated and so the stats, I'm just, you know, pure stats, so I mean there is a precedence for these kinds of things um I do know that I, I I get the whole thing with Guadagnino, and you know, and and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit because I I have heard from other people that it's actually flashier than than most people initially think it is. You know that there's a lot of going on underneath the surface, which is the same thing that Jordan Peele did with um, Get Out. Which, by the way, Jordan Peele, this is his debut as well. So it, that's why this year is so strange. Mm. Um. I do. The only thing I will add about um, what you said about Sam Mendes mm-hmm. um, is that he had a sort of well-established uh, stage career as a st- you know as a stage director. So oh, okay, um, he was already sort of you know well-established. He knew how with actors, um, so he was already well known. Whereas uh, you know, with is Jordan Peele for Get Out and um, uh, Goethe. Sorry, I always say her name wrong. Um, Gerwig. Yeah, uh, Gerwig. I always want to say Wing. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> both of those are, are actors. So this is their, sort of their first time directing. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know if they're, they've really figured out their sort of directing style yet whereas I feel like maybe with Sam um, Mendes 
he already had that sort of button down. He knew the whole sort of deal with directing already. So maybe that's why America, I feel like American Beauty is, a, I wouldn't have known that was his debut, debut film. That feels like he's screams to me like well-established directors. Whereas Get Out and maybe Lady Bird, you sort of, you know, those are debut, debut yeah. films. Plus, this is, uh, that was like a one-horse race as well in 99. There was no other film that was going to win either mm. of the top two prizes. Um, but this year, you've got like a five-horse race. Right. And, you know, just to say about 99, I mean, that, you know, the fact that that is true is all the more crazy considering what the, all the classic films that came out that year. I mean, ones that were nominated and then ones that were snubbed. I mean, you had the ones for nominated, you know, there was The Green Mile, there was The Sixth Sense, and there was um, The Insider. And then ones ignored, you had Being John Malkovich, which I think that was also um, Spike Jones's debut as well. And then, of course, yeah. Magnolia, it was ignored. And, I mean, come on, Fight Club? And even The Matrix. And, I mean, it's just, oh, my God, what a, what a year. <laughs> So the fact that Sam Mendes came out with American Beauty, I get why it was popular. I mean, that film hit the zeitgeist. Um, and, I mean, Kevin Spacey was hot at the time. I mean, you know, he had just come off uh, some classic films like a Seven, Usual Suspects, and L.A. Confidential. So mm-hmm. he had a lot of support on his side as well. And I think he helped bolster uh, the, the film, you know. Yeah, it's, I, I will just add something. I'm surprised not to see um, too much of, you know, Ridley Scott's uh, for All the Money in the World, sort of. That's really uh, has just, I thought there would be a lot, lot more attention regarding that film, especially considering the, the reshoots they had to do. They really sort of salvaged that movie. So... I don't know. It seems a bit odd, but maybe, you know, all the unwanted attention with sort of Mark Wahlberg's pay, paycheck has uh, sort of, and and the obvious scandal with Kevin Spacey, that's maybe just too much now. That movie has just got too much of a bad stigma attached to it. Do you think that, you know, I don't know what you guys think. Do you feel like maybe some sort of credit should be given to Ridley Scott for essentially saving that movie, or is it just dead in the water now? It's just, it's gone. It's hard to say. I know, sorry, that was the big sort of (laughs) rant there. (laughs) I like that question. Um, I mean, credit should be given where, but you know, here's the thing. What we don't know is when, when giving out credit, like, I know Ridley Scott is the face of the film, right? Well, technically, technically, you know, like Christopher Plummer comes in, he's now the new face of the film, but really like Ridley Scott, because he's the director. But I, I know like a lot of credit also should, would go to the people, uh, you know, who, who do the text, who have to like cut out all, all Kevin Spacey mm, and the editors. And, yeah. The yeah. editors and then reimage and all the stuff they've filmed, the new stuff and put that in with Christopher Plummer and, and make sure that, you know, there's no um, egregious errors in the editing. Um, 
you know, any of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, a film overall does uh, lay on the shoulders of the director, but it also lays on the shoulders of the producers as well, because, you know, they're yeah. the ones backing the film. They're the well, you know, the studios, frankly. I mean, they're the ones that, like, put the money in. And I heard that, like, just to, to reshoot with Christopher Plummer costs, like, $4 million. Wow. I wonder, do we know how well that film is doing? Because I'm, I wonder mm. if it's uh, how much money it has made and if it's going to, you know, even break even. I think I got it. But just in case, tell me the whole thing again. I wasn't listening. So um, moving on to the Academy Award nominations that are coming out on Tuesday morning. And um, I, th- they always announce way too damn early. I have seen no reason why they need to announce at 530 in the morning, California time. It makes no sense. They should announce at like 6 in the evening when everybody's at home eating their dinner. And then they'd get a nice big audience, and then it would get everybody really interested in watching the ceremony, which will be on, of course, Sunday, March 4th. But uh, for the sake of what we're going to be predicting here, we've decided to just stick with the above the line. So let's kick it off then with Best Original Screenplay. And I'm, we're going to go B then Joel, and then myself. So, B, what are your five? Mm, Okay, so um, I'm going to go with The Florida Project, Um, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I think needs a little bit more love and attention, Uh, Dunkirk, Um, gosh, Free Billboards, and uh, Ladybird. Very nice. <laughs> Joel? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going with The Big Sick, uh, Get Out, uh, Ladybird, Free Billboards Outside Ebby, Missouri, and The Shape of Water. As an spoiler, maybe, uh, Phantom Thread. I could see it happening because it won, what, the New York Film Critics and the National Board of Review? Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think so. Also, it's the best movie of 2017. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> well, I feel like that's one we should come back to then when we all see it. Maybe we can review that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. I would love to. <laughs> okay. Well, my... Uh, Predictions are the same as yours, Joel. I have the exact same five. I have Get Out, Lady Bird, The Big Sick, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Okay. We're going to miss one. That, that, that means we're going to miss one. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because, again, usually with this stuff, it's easy to predict four out of five. And then that fifth one is always just like, yeah. oh, oh, damn it. <laughs> you always get a Judy Dench. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's always the ones you feel more sure about. That's, mm. that's the thing. The, 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 the one you said, oh, this is secure. This is over. The, 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 no one's going to spoil it. In and, and then comes nomination morning and there's like two, 
two nominations that year. What? Seriously? That happened? <laughs> okay. Exactly. Carry on. <laughs> so, best adapted screenplay. Oh, this is really tough. Um, well, call me by your name, uh, for sure. Um, oh, oh uh, I want to say Logan, but I know that's probably not going to happen. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I really don't know. I, I think I might have to listen to you guys. Okay, sure, that's fair. Okay. So I go next? Sure. Yeah, okay. I have Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, bum bum bum, <laughs> Molly's Game, Mudbound, and that's about it. At Spoiler, I have Wonder, maybe? I don't know. It can happen. Okay, well, my five, uh, I match, Joel, I match four viewers. I've got Call Me By Your Name, Molly's Game, Mudbound, The Disaster Artist, and Wonder. Okay. That's Even crazy. though, like I was saying before, I would love to see, like, Wonder Woman uh, or Thor Ragnarok just jump in there. It's it's very, it's been very hard this year. Um in terms of uh, adapt films that have been adapted from other source materials, because there's just been so many original movies. Um, I would also, uh, you know, state that we've had murder um, on the Orient Express right. as well, um, which might be a dark horse, perhaps. Or there's also been the Lost City of Z, which. Mm. I haven't got round to seeing, but um, that did get a lot of buzz when that was released. So you know, you know, B. That just reminds me. I think that at least for best cinematography, that could be a dark horse. Mm. Yes, that's that's a, that or Dunkirk. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be. That's see, I'm more excited about the cinematography and the editing side of things than I am mm-hmm. necessarily about, like, the acting. So, sorry to all those actors out there. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right, well, let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. So, B, you're up. Oh, see, I've just I've just slagged off actors, and now <laughs> I've got to sorry. Claw, my, claw my way back. Uh, oops, sorry. Um, no worries. <laughs> okay, so best supporting actor, um, Army Hammer for Call Me by Your Name, uh, William Defoe for The Florida Project. Is Dave Franco? Um, I think it would be interesting because we've had a lot of te- attention on James. Yeah. So let's get some sibling rivalry going on there. Well, not to mention the fact that he doesn't have any allegations against him. <laughs> yes, that we know of. So, uh, Ooh, stay you tuned. Know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, so, also Sam Rockwell, I would say. And that leaves me with one more. Gosh. Uh, this is a tricky, this is a tricky fifth one, isn't it? So, 
Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh. Let's go. Let's be naughty and say Harry Styles for Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, I love that. Just stop you crying. It's a sign of the times. Welcome to the final show. Hope you're wearing your best clothes. You can't bribe the door on your way to the sky. You look pretty good down here, but you ain't really good. We never learned we've been here before. Why are we always stuck and running from the bullet? The bullet. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's five, isn't it? Yep, that's five. Although, you know what? You can only you can only nominate him or predict him if you can point him out in the movie. I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big One Direction fan. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, I can, but there are a lot of people out there that are like, which one was he? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's the white guy with the long black hair. They all are yeah, white. He's <laughs> the one who's the soldier. They're all soldiers. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I would love to see that. Hmm. Okay, I have <clears throat> Willem Dafoe for the Furia Project, uh, Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name, uh, Woody Harrison for Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, and Sam Rockwell for Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's a spoiler. I have Michael Stobart for Call Me By Your Name. Ooh. Interesting. Yes, okay. So you and Matt are on the same board. I ah, I don't have him. I, uh, I Okay, so my five, I've got Willem Dafoe, Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, I've got Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. And the reason, again, for Christopher Plummer is just because he jumped in there like that, you know. He can't, he can't happen, you know. So, so you, don't be, be, be very sure about that nomination. <laughs> don't be afraid because right. it can happen. He'll go up there. And he'll take. He'll go to accept his award, and then he'll pull off a mask, and it will be Kevin Spacey. Oh. <laughs> and be like, I tricked you all. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that that's probably going to be edited out, isn't it? <laughs> Don't we're keeping that. <laughs> follow that up but let's move on to best supporting <laughs> actress okay oh gosh um <laughs> uh, uh can you can someone else go first sure because yeah I, I, yeah this is going to be the hardest one okay. for me i think okay so let me go first uh i have mary j black for mudbound holly hunter for the big sick Alison Janney for I, Tonya. Larry Metcalf for uh, Lady Bird. And 
Leslie Mansville for Phantom Fred. Ooh. Ooh, a spoiler, <laughs> I have Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water, which is probably the one that's going to happen. But Leslie Mansville deserves it more than her, so yeah. <laughs> okay. B, do you want to go next, or should I go? You go. You okay. Go. Well, I'm going to say almost the same thing that Joel just said. I got Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Holly Hunter for The Big Sick, Allison Janney, I, Tanya. Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird, and I've got Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Okay. Um, you're going you're gonna to go five for five, all. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like those are all very good. I would probably, I'm probably inclined to go with both, you know, with you guys um, on that, but I don't know. Um... It's, do I say Judy Dench? That's, you know. Just... <laughs> so, but I do... Well, I think she's in lead, though. Yes. So, it's... the only thing is, I really feel like it's going to be um, Alison, Jenny. I just feel like she's the strongest contender. So, I don't think that very... I haven't seen Shape of Water, so I can't really comment on that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with you guys with your, your with your sort of the same for you. Okay. So. Sure, absolutely. Oh, actually, hold on. I'm just going to put a a spoiler. Uh, Kristen Scott Thomas for Darkest Hour. Ooh, nice. Okay. That's it. <laughs> okay. We can move on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go now with Best Leading Actor. I have Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Fred. Uh, James Franco <laughs> for The Disaster Artist. Ugh. Okay. Carry on. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. And Gary Oldman for uh, Darkest Hour. And a spoiler, and hopefully it will happen as a spoiler, Tom Hanks for The Post. Because James Franco will, he should be out. He shouldn't be here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, James. I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not personal, but it is personal. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Jamie Bell. Uh, for Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, uh, which was a great film. Um, I think that's got quite overlooked. Um, Robert Patterson for Good Time, maybe? That would be incredible. That would be good. I would, I want to see, you know what, of all the ones you've said, I, I would love to see that one the most. Yeah. Um, there's no way it's going to be James Franco. Um, I do feel like maybe Tom Hanks, because everybody loves Tom Hanks. He's pretty harmless. Um, that's Oh, God, tomorrow is going to break that Tom Hanks has done something. We've jinxed it. Um, uh, <laughs> Timothy uh, for Call Me By Your Name and Daniel Day-Lewis. But okay. uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. Could possibly be Gary Oldman, but it really, really depends. Um, but maybe it would be nice to see sort of Robert Pattinson 
um, be taken seriously for once and not just as a glittery vampire. (laughs) Well, you know, I got to say, the fact that uh, this, you know, 2017, at least in the United States, theatrical release dates gave us great performances by both Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Mm hmm. Because, you know, Robert Pattinson, of course, Get Out, or I'm not Get Out, uh, uh, Good Time. Mm. And then Kristen Stewart was in Personal Shopper. Yes, I still need to see that. Um, but I've, it's good to see them kind of shake off the the Twilight yeah. shame. <laughs> <laughs> they made their money. Now it's time to, to actually be taken seriously. Yes. Because they're both very good actors, so especially Robert Pattinson. So, yeah, I he was amazing in Good Time. So, she's uh, a great film, and I can't recommend it enough. Okay. Um, well, I have Joel's same five. I got Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name, Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, Franco for The Disaster Artist. Yes, I. Here's why. Um, I am, I'm thinking that the voters picked him and sent in their ballots before all the news broke of his scandal and Uh we're going to be stuck with him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only reason he's he's in my predictions because I, I, I really don't care if he's in or he's out. It's just that, that, you know, I'm going with logic here uh, more than, than, you know. I want him there. I I don't. I, I just he he can go fuck off of the of the, of the <laughs> exactly. Of he the wouldn't. <laughs> he there's no way if he gets nominated. There's no way he's going to the Oscars. There's no, no way. Yeah, he, no he, way. He, he, he probably won't go uh, today to the to the SAG. So, in so, fact, yeah. you know who should go in his place? Tommy. Tom, Tom, yeah, Tommy. Tommy. Of course. That, oh, he oh. should go in his place. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, then I want the nomination to happen. I want to see Tommy Wiseau up there. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then anyway, so uh, then Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, and I got Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Mm. Good, good choice. Right. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right, leading actress. Uh, Frances uh, McDormand, Dormand, um, for Free Billboards. Um, Meryl Streep because basically Meryl Streep is an up and coming actress. <laughs> I don't know if you you know her guys. Uh, she's she's yeah, but she always gets nominated um, for something. Uh, Margot Robbie would be nice. Um, Jessica Chastain. She seems to get a lot of attention, and I'm going to say. Michelle Williams for All the Money in the World. Nice. So, yeah, um, but I will just put in... I'm going to put in maybe a bit of a spoiler, and I'm going to say Kate Winslet for Wonder Wheel, which is the Woody Allen film, just because I would like to see the upset of that. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's really I, I, funny. You mentioned like Kate to... Winslet, right? Yeah. And I guess what I'm watching on TV right now. Titanic? Yep. 
<laughs> so predictable. So predictable. <laughs> Titanic is playing on TV right now. <laughs> oh, God. Turn it off. <laughs> Spoiler. They all die at the end. The boat sinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Uh, this is my bold prediction coming out right now. Vicky Cripps for Ooh. Phantom Fred. Okay. Frances McDormand for Free Billboards Outside Abbey, Missouri. And Margaret Robbie for I, Tonya. And Saoirse Ronan for Ladybird. And as a spoiler, but probably she'll be the, the fifth spot anyway. Mary Strip for The Post. Who? Yeah, I... No, I know. I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot the joke. Oh. Come on. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. No, She's, no um, she often she often gets confused with that other actress, um, Judy. Oh gosh, I forgot her name. You know the the Judy, one that's always play- Judy Bench. Yeah, Judy Bench. <laughs> Oh, oh, wasn't that other lady, that the, the one, uh, Maggie, oh my god, Maggie, Maggie, Maggie Smith, something no, like that, I don't know. It, isn't it Maggie Johnson? Johnson, no. oh, right, it's Johnson, it's Johnson, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's about right. <laughs> um, is she, isn't she, he- like, uh, the sister of Helen Mirren? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always get those old ladies confused. <laughs> <laughs> so do they. <laughs> They all need to wear name tags. <laughs> They're like, who's like, the queen right now? I like I like to think it's actually Meryl Streep just playing all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I could just picture them. They're all standing there like, I'm the queen. No, I'm the queen. And then Claire Foy <laughs> comes in. What's up, bitches? I'm the queen. <laughs> <laughs> And then Viola Davis appears out of nowhere. No, bitches. I am the real queen. Ah. You mean Beyonce turns up? Oh, come on. No. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, I got to collect myself. All right. I've got, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Francis McDormand for Three Billboards, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, and yes, that person we don't recognize, Meryl Streep for The Post. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a newbie, She they never win. Nope, never. <laughs> I, I haven't seen The Post, Is it, has anyone, have either of you seen it? That's week. I haven't seen it yet. It it came out on the twelfth, but um, what was I doing? I was doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was watching football. <laughs> I think I was watching Titanic. <laughs> yeah, still, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really long movie. <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, next up we have Best Director. Oh gosh. Uh. You go first. Okay. 
I have Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water, uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, uh, Martin McDonough for Three Billboards Outside Ebby, Missouri, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, and Jordan Peele for Get Out. Yeah, that's the G- the DGA five, I think. Yep. Uh, and as a as a spoiler, I have Sean Baker for the Florida Project. Oh, that's good. Um, okay, I'm going to get rid of. I'm going to say still Steven Spielberg instead of Goethe uh, Gerwig for the post. I'm still going to go with a. I probably would say. Maybe Jordan Peele would be replaced by Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. But um, maybe a dark horse runner would be Ridley Scott for All the Money in the World. But uh, we also have Joe Wright as well for Darkest Hour. So, and maybe... Let's have Angelina Jolie for First They Killed My Father. Because we, everybody, Angelina Jolie, everyone loves Angelina Jolie. So, maybe? Except, well, everybody except for Brad Pitt. Yeah. God damn it, Brad. <laughs> that broke me. I thought they were, Angelina, I thought they were going to be together forever. Well, okay. You know, you know it just reminds me. All right, so you want to know where I live, right? I live in the same state where that incident happened. <gasps> no. Yep. Yeah, that That's happened in my state. That's shocking. Yeah, International Falls is the very northern border of Minnesota. And so where they flew in and landed their plane was in their airport, right? And um, now, in case you're wondering how far am I from International Falls, by by car, I'm probably a good five, six hours, right? But, um, yeah, that happened in Minnesota. That's claim to fame. That's like <laughs> what they should put, you know, when you're entering the state on their little sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First we were famous for Fargo, now we're famous for Brangelina. <laughs> hey, you gotta be famous for something. That's you know? that's true. <laughs> uh, talking about Titanic, where I live is where Titanic sailed from. So okay, is um, that Southampton? That is, yeah. Oh, very nice. In, in Old Hampshire, not not New Hampshire, the Old Hampshire. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Is there a New Vermont or an Old Vermont? Uh I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> haven't found it yet. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, here my uh, I got uh, for best director. I've got uh, same as Joel. I got Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Martin McDonough, Three Billboards, Christopher Nolan, uh, Dunkirk, and Jordan Peele for Get Out. And look, I I get that everybody is thinking there's no way that both Gerwig and Peele will get in. But you know what? Fuck that. They're in. <laughs> Screw it. Screw it. Same, yeah. same, same. Well, it, I'm I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm I'm trying to think that 
the people who haven't, you know, Nolan, um, he's going to, he's just going to get up there and beat it out of their hands. He's like, it's mine, it's mine. I've made all these great movies. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if he won. But I think it's going to be a surprise. I think it's going to be someone that we had no idea that they had even directed a movie this year. So, (laughs) like, huh? Woody Allen. Right. <laughs> Roman oh, God, Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. They would burn down the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I just want... I want it. It would be so controversial. I, I'd just be like, oh, God. What what were they thinking? They're so out of date. <laughs> or they prematurely uh, nominate James Cameron for Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even started filming him yet. Or oh, it could be Michael Bay for Transformers. Oh, oh, oh. oh man. Oh, they should revoke his charter. Yeah, they should. Oh dear. Well, anyway, so now that leaves us just best picture. So, who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, I go first. I, I go first. I go first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm predicting a year of 10 nominees. <gasps> Yay! I love for it. For the first time ever. Uh, anyways, it's going to be eight nominees, so I don't know why I'm bothering. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm predicting a, a year of 10 because I think there's a lot of number one votes out there. There are lots of favorite films, you know, so maybe they will share the love and we have the uh, uh, enough luck to watch that for the first time. So these are my 10. I have Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Florida Project, Get Out, I, Tonya, Lady Bird, Phantom Fred. The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Evin, Missouri. Uh, if we're going to have nine, I would, uh, um, I would uh, scratch out Phantom Fred. If we're going to have eight, I would ha- I will scratch out Darkest Hour. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I... I'm going to just, I pretty much agree with you on those, but I might say, sneakily, they might do Blade Runner uh, 2049 as to sort of make up for, you know, the years of Blade Runner being sort of neglected and underappreciated. But either that or Mudbound. So... Those could be two surprises for us, but I do feel like uh, I pretty much agree with you. Uh, I don't know whether Ladybird will, but um, it would be nice. I feel like it it could be a nice little sort of uh, touch there. But or it could be. Let's let's be honest, guys. Uh, we all know that um, it's Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> as long, Transformers, Transformers the yeah. last night well as long nah. as it's not the mummy <laughs> oh gosh oh. yeah or the, oh, book was... of, 
The Book of Henry, guys. Have you watched that one? I no, I stayed away. Uh, Dark Dark Tower. Anyone? Oh, oh, oh man! Oh, it's the emoji movie. Oh, the oh. snowman. Oh god! Stop! Oh. Stop! Stop! I almost didn't finish. He's already that. dead. Stop! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, okay, so I'm going with nine. Um, and I've got here. Call me by your name, Dunkirk. Get Out, I, Tanya, Lady Bird, The Big Sick, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. But I should add a tenth just to be on the safe side. If there's ten, oh, man. I'm trying to decide between The Florida Project and Phantom Thread. I think I'll go with The Florida Project. Mm. Oh, it's been so hard. It, it's there's been so many great films this year. So yeah, I don't know. Gosh. Even though I gotta say one of my favorite movies of the year, and I may be alone in this feeling, but I live with it. I loved Kong Skull Island. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's why movies are subjective, because not everything that we love, uh, someone will love it, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know what to say about this, sorry. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't, I don't find, I can't find a way to to defend it. Okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Oh, you, you, you like Kong. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can all agree that it's better than the, was it the 1970, but, oh gosh, the one that came out in the 1970s. Oh, with Jessica Lange, right? Uh, yeah, 1976. Uh, Jeff Bridges is in it. Oh, wow. The one where he famously climbs up the World Trade Center. Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah. yeah, we could all agree it's a lot better than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for coming back on, and uh, no good, good to finally talk to you, B. Oh, that's okay. I will hopefully be um, on a bit more frequently. So, yeah. apologies to all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, um, we'll be back with another episode. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do yet, uh, but that's the fun of it. So uh, keep listening and um, keep watching the movies. Please welcome Disturbed! Darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its scenes while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain
silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stared By the flash of a neon light That split in the night And touched the sound of silence and in the naked light I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more People talking without speaking People hearing without listening People writing songs And voices never share Disturb the sound of silence Fool said I you do not know Silence like a cancer grows Hear my words and I'm Time said the words of the 